Welcome, teacher friend. I'm Lori. And I'm Melissa. We are two literacy educators in Baltimore. We want the best for all kids, and we know you do too. Our district recently adopted a new literacy curriculum, which meant a lot of change for everyone. Lori and I can't wait to keep learning about literacy with you today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Melissa and Lori Love Literacy. We are very excited today because we have a special guest from the Maryland Book Bank. We have the executive director, Mark Firing, with us. Melissa, I want to say hi to you first. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Holding up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am so excited today, Lori, to talk to Mark. Um, just a little my personal history with the Maryland Book Bank goes back pretty far, but um, I most of my time in Baltimore City Schools, I never had a school library, um, so I was tasked with bringing just my own classroom library to get any books to my students, and I relied very, very heavily on the Maryland Book Bank, <laughs> pretty much primarily <laughs> on the Maryland Book Bank to make that happen, so wow. I... They hold a very special place in my heart, but also um, even before Elliot was born, I was going to the book bank to start getting books for him too. So um, they are just a really great resource for our community. So I'm excited to talk to them today about what they're doing in this time that we're in right now to get books to kids when it's hard for anyone to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Well, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the Maryland Book Bank. Um, anything important that you want to share would be great. Sure. Uh, well, the Maryland Book Bank has been an offshoot of a program that with Baltimore Reads years ago. Um, so we actually started the Maryland Book Bank back in 2013. And I started with the Book Bank itself in actually, 2008, back when it was with Baltimore Reads. And uh, once they closed up, we took it off on its own. And since then, uh, we've grown exponentially, moving into a new warehouse with several other warehouse partners that are nonprofits as well on the supply side, um, allowed us all to grow quite a bit. We went from distributing about 75,000 books a year to this year, we were well on our way to a half a million. Wow. Um, yeah. So we did 450,000 last year pretty easily. And we have the two bookmobiles that are with that are from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so we work in partnership with them and we're able to drive right into any of the neighborhoods in the city and let children come up and choose the books that they want and take them home and build their own home libraries. So between giving books out at the book bank itself and letting teachers and families come in and take them and the bookmobile, we've really been able to hit quite a few of the people that are most in need here in Baltimore. Um, of course, the, the big the one that's near and dear to my heart is, is going to be the bookmobile just because it's so fun to see the kids come up get all excited and sometimes mm -hmm. the players come out and sometimes Poe comes out which <laughs> can be good or bad we've had kids run screaming from him because they <laughs> that's basically just a big six foot tall bird oh. <laughs> um, so that's always an adventure and we get the word out through social media and of course through the book festival uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that this year and especially after what happened last year with the change in venue uh, yeah. timing for, for the year but that's always a big event for us. But either way, we're we're still here and we're, you know, bobbing and weaving with the times and trying to make things work. And so far, so good. You know, this is in my wheelhouse. I love logistics and being innovative. And it's been a challenge, but it's been a lot of fun for us. And we're doing really well. Yeah. I see a statistic on your website that I want to share that so far during this uh, quarantine time, and I'm sure it's more now, but this was the st statistics I grabbed uh, probably about a week and a half ago now. Um, 
that you've so far sent 25,600 books to 8,174 children over the, the first month of quarantine or over, you know, the first few weeks of quarantine. Can you tell us about that and that effort? Sure. It's one of the things that we try to do is work with some of the meal sites and other programs that are hitting as many kids as possible. So we have teachers who we're giving boxes of 100 books to who are distributing those out at some of the meal sites that are hosted at their schools. We work with the Rec and Parks Meal Program. So they were dealing with quite a few children, thousands of kids. And then we worked with a wonderful program called the Baltimore Hunger Project. Um, we were able to get a couple thousand books to them to deal with just about a thousand kids there. So one way or another in dealing with these partnerships, which is really the key for any nonprofit, we're able to distribute as many books as we can uh, with using central locations, which is really the key. We're not going out into neighborhoods anymore because we can't, but we can certainly drop off a case of books and a program who does serve you know, a few hundred kids. So we're continuing that as well as um, packing up books for people and we're doing contact list less distributions. So we have, we modeled it after what a lot of the restaurants are doing in the neighborhoods, um, particularly Lane Harlan's group. Um, she's done a great job of innovating and figuring out how to make this work as safely as possible. So we let people put in an order for a pack of books and they get anywhere from five to 10 books. They tell us what the grade level of their kids are, how many kids that they have. We pack up the books, bag them, and they pull up at the facility and we run the bags out to their car, put it in their trunk, shut it, and then we're done. And then they drive off. Um, so we're able to do that without any sort of real interaction, which are good and bad, depending on how you look at it. Um, at least we get to wave to each other and the kids are excited. And then on Wednesdays, because we serve, we, we were approached by a lot of the Jewish people that we serve, um, they can't come in on a Saturday. So we said, all right, we needed another day. So on Wednesdays, not particularly for that demographic, but just because of we were trying to meet the demand of our, our constituency, we are doing a different type of distribution where we're actually leaving the bags out in a uh, donation shed that we have, that kind of distribution shed. So we'll put the bags out there, they'll be alphabetized, people can pull up, go out, grab their bags, and then head in, and we don't have to, again, interrupt, interact with them. And that's kind of modeled on what some of the restaurants like Panera Bread were doing, where they have the high-speed play, you can just run in, grab your order, and go. It's similar to that, but in this case, again, they don't have to come into the facility, and we don't have to actually cross-contaminate anything, and they're just grabbing their bag, and off they go. So we're just trying to see which one of those is going to work better. We might end up just doing the Saturday type of distribution all the time, but... Um, it, so far, the first time we did the Saturday distribution, it was incredibly successful. We packed up, um, there were, I think, a little over 160 uh, orders and for about 400 kids. And so we've limited the, we're going to do it every Wednesday and Saturday, but we've limited that now to 50 per distribution. And you can't come in again if you've already gotten a pack, at least for the time being. Um, but we're going to see what we can do to expand that out as we develop logistics. Now we have a small core of volunteers coming back in which is good. Some of them are interns who are just going stir crazy at home and want to get out. <laughs> so we have a big enough warehouse where we can spread people out 10, 15 feet away from each other. They can sort the books that they need and then pull them in and pack them up. And then we bring the back packs up to uh, be distributed either Saturday or Wednesday. So, so far, so good. And we're looking to expand that program out further. And of course, continuing to serve the teacher and other programs that are requesting larger orders. Uh, and we've also helped uh, Johns Hopkins with their field hospital. So that was kind of a humbling request and uh, they've set up a field hospital at the convention center and they said they're going to have I think it was 250 beds or so and so we packed up about 500 books for them we gave them a rolling shelf so they think and slide them along to the beds 
Um, we're not getting those books back, obviously. Those are things that are going to be disposed of af afterwards. But um, I saw pictures of the facility, and it was pretty amazing what they did in three weeks to set up an entire hospital inside that building. It was really crazy. But yeah, so we're helping out anywhere we can. That's so amazing. I mean, I, what you guys do on a regular basis is amazing. So to just shift everything so quickly and still get this many books to kids is just really amazing. I'm wondering, um, I'm thinking about everyone's talking about virtual and using technology right now for most of schooling. And I'm just wondering if you received any, I know you don't get to talk to most of the people you're giving the books to, but I'm wondering if you've received any feedback or heard anything or if the, you know, this, like what's the demand for actual books oh, sure. versus yeah. virtual? Yeah. There's a couple of things. First of all, we're getting a lot of photos of parents reading with their kids. The kids happy when they're, you know, they're getting the books and sitting down and reading them. We're getting a lot of feedback from everyone who's getting the books. They're very excited. Part of it is that it brings some sort of peace for the kids to have a book that they can sit down with their parents. And it's that one thing that is consistent. It's something they've always done. So there is something that allows them to escape. As we all know, we're all avid readers. We love to dip into that world of, of reading. Um, so that, you know, we've heard that quite a bit from some of the parents who are very thankful to have the resource. Um, so yeah, we're getting great feedback. The digital part is everywhere, but it wasn't so pervasive before. You were getting out, you were talking to people, you're doing something. So the books offer some sort of a respite, I think, from just the digital side. Um, and we're also hearing some of the kids, I know my wife works at, at, at one of the independent schools. She said a lot of the girls are complaining about headaches uh, from mm -hmm. constantly having to do these Zoom classes and Google, and it's really taking its toll. But I think... In that regard, reading is bringing them some sort of, you know, a break from just the digital part, even for the older kids. We are getting quite a few older kids asking. We've had some adults ask us for things, too. But we're actually supplying that. I mean, if someone said, can you get me any, you know, any mystery novels, we'll, we'll get them because uh, we have them. We'll be able to pull those off. That's kind of the other side benefit to our social uh, social uh, enterprise. The book sales side of what we do is booming right now. Book sales are just astronomical, more than I have ever dreamed that they could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're doing we're doing about a quarter of our revenue in a month right now. I mean, it's just wow. one month revenue equals what we normally do in, in four months, I mean, three months. It's really incredible. Um, so it's you know it it's humbling. It's incredible to be really necessary. I mean, we are one of those things that people are really needing right now. Um, yeah. And so it's it's a nice place to be. It really makes us all feel great about what we're doing. Can you talk a little bit about how, like that partnership, your sales side versus your nonprofit side, and how they uh, play off of each other or feed each right. other? Yeah, the uh, actually they're now all under the nonprofit umbrella because it does we reach a threshold where it does uh, the same as our mission. So uh, we no longer have two separate entities. It's all under one one roof. And that nonprofit, the social enterprise side, actually provides a huge portion of revenue to pay the rent and at least one and a half to two salaries in there. So it's definitely feeding back into the programming side of what we do. Um, and now with this increase in revenue, it's even more so. Uh, and we're trying to work with UPS to see if we can work out a deal where they'll charge us less money to do the shipping here in Maryland. We'll be able to get out even more uh, less money if we decide to start shipping things to people because one of the things we want to do is have a book club and we just received a ten thousand dollar grant from the blouse team foundation 
And with that, anyone who's in a Title I school will be able to get a pack of five books. Um, and we're hoping to do that every month for certain kids. And then you'll also be able to sign up um, if you're not in Title I as a, for the book club. And for maybe 6 or $7 a month, you'll be able to get a pack of five books sent to you. Um, and we're going to make it a fun box with a neat logo that, you know, sort of open this box for a world of adventure and, you know, have it addressed actually to the child, not to mom or dad. So they'll be getting something that's theirs and have that be kind of fun. Um, so we're a little excited about that, too, because it's, you know, love that. <laughs> the foundations are trying to help out as much as they can, but they also want us to be as independent as possible. And yeah, we can generate that's more really exciting. What age group would the book club be for? Or are you going to run like several chunks of age group book? Like that's really exciting. That's such a cool feature. So which one? I'm sorry. The book club. Book club. Yeah, it'll be um, the same as what we're doing now as far as taking some sort of information. You'll fill out an order form, tell us how old your kids are, what their interests are, what grade level, and the types of books they like to read. And then we'll pack them up and send them. And that's what we've been doing quite long. But we did it through the mail once. And we were blown away by the response. We got 370 orders uh, within 24 hours. I was um, one of yeah. them. <laughs> so we to, yeah, we had to stop. We had to say, all right, we can't do that right now until we get the logistics down because it, was so, it took us three days to pack all those orders. Oh, my gosh. An idea of what, but now that we have more people here, we can have one person just handle that mm -hmm. and get those orders out. And in, you know, people don't mind getting something for free, but if that to pay for it, it's a little more of a commitment. We'll see what happens with that. I'm sure we'll still get orders for that, but you know we do want to help those who don't have the resources to buy books. And we had an email today from a woman, God bless her, she could barely write, and it was it was just crazy. But she really wants books for her kids, mm -hmm. and you know when you see something like that, it's like those are the people that we really want to serve because those are the people who really it's not just for the kids, but they need it for themselves. Yeah. Reading to their children helps them learn to read. So this, and in some cases, the children are teaching them how to. Read. So that's something that's important as well. So we're going to do the best we can to continue to fundraise strictly for the shipping side um, to cover those costs. Other than that, you know, we're in great shape to provide these programs to families, continuing to do it statewide. And uh, hopefully, you know, we're planning on doing this for at least another six months. We're not really sure how long it's going to take, but I know that some schools out there who are saying we're not going to be going back to school next year, you know, in, at the beginning of the year. So who knows what's going to happen. So we need to have something in place that really allows us to drive the same numbers as we were doing before, close to it, um, through many different means as possible. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm glad to hear there's a demand for for books right now. <laughs> I know that that oh, yeah. might be something that people just might not think of, but yeah, I mean, I, I even said, um, I think I may have told Lori about this with Elliot, um, he's only one, but I often feel bad that I don't read to him enough. And I think it's because we're just always on the go. Like, it's like, get ready for daycare, go to daycare, get home from daycare, eat dinner, right? We're just always like going, going, going. Um, and I feel bad as a, as a literacy person myself, I feel bad that I don't read to him enough. Um, but I really have felt during this time, along with all the many, many challenges, I have felt like we've just had time to like, Let's just like read read our books, the books we got from the, the book bank when they mm -hmm. did their first sending of books. We got some, and it's it's just it's it's nice to have that time and to 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 be able to just like slow down yeah. <laughs> and dig into books and yep. have that be a part of the routine is really nice. Yeah, I've noticed that we're doing a lot of um, like Melissa. I agree with you, like more time, and then also 
we'll, you know, obviously press is older, but we'll watch a movie or read a book and then watch the movie or watch the movie and then read the book. I prefer the first option because it really irritates me to watch the movie first. (laughs) (laughs) I have like a very strict rule with myself that I have to read the book and then watch the movie, but um, she doesn't always feel the same. So I'm trying to be flexible. Um, But, you know, it sparked a whole, uh, we we watched uh, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and Mm -hmm. now she wants to read that book. So like, there's a lot of there's a lot more of that happening now because there's more time to watch a movie and then say, okay, let's read this book together because we could listen to it on audible or we can read it. Um, you know, while we're, she can read it while we're making dinner or I can read it while we're doing something together. Um, which is a a nice gift during this time. And I think it's, although there's a lot to focus on that are, are really strong challenges, there's a lot of great things that we have opportunities for such as time. So that's a nice uh, thing as well. Mm Mark, how about you? Anything that you want to share that has been a gift during this time? Um, All the interaction that we have had with the people that we normally serve and them reaching out to us. Um, Sometimes you don't know if what you're doing is really having that much of an effect. But when this all happened and there was that void that suddenly was there, the outpouring was really humbling. Just asking, can you please do something for us and send us something or or make it available somehow. Can we just come to the loading dock? We'll just go through whatever you have. Um, so that that part has been great. And the level of commitment from the community has been pretty incredible. Um, and my staff you know, have been very committed and in here consistently and safely and doing the best they can. Um, so it's been it's been quite an experience, one that I won't forget. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we're so grateful and like as you were talking earlier the phrase beautifully humbling just kept going through my mind like you know the parent who wrote to you asking for books and all that your staff is doing to get books out into the community so thank you for that work is there any place um you want to highlight now where our listeners can find you where can we find you on social media or your website anything you want to share so we can get in touch with you sure it's uh at md book bank and uh that's facebook we're getting out the word about our distributions, the Wednesday, Thursday, and anything else that we're doing on social media primarily. It'll, of course, be on the website because you'll be directed to fill out forms. But for the time being, if you look for us on Facebook or um, Instagram, we're heavily out there, and that's where we're making the biggest announcements. So you got to sign up quickly. We just opened the Saturday slot, and uh, within a half an hour, 10 of them were already filled. Wow. So we know the Wednesday slot was filled within a matter of hours. Uh, so that's going out obviously this week. So, you know, that'll all get packed up. So you got to jump quickly, but uh, we're out there. And uh, yeah, always the website is always a good way to just check us out and see what's going on, which is mdbookbank.org. That's great. So we are, you know, since we have a lot of listeners all over the United States and we're, you know, not, although we are based here outside of Baltimore and in Baltimore, we're, our listeners are everywhere. Um, do you have any organizations or any tips for any organizations that you would share if an organization is listening or if a school district is listening and they have a partnership with an organization such as yourself um, and maybe leave them with a little bit of advice? I think that might be helpful for those listening who are like, mm-hmm. I love this. I love their organization. I love everything they stand for. How can I get this into my community? Um, mm-hmm. Any advice for school districts, for organizations listening and in any kind of uh, way that you share? Well, right now, 
It, it's funny because I've been asked to speak to another large group of grantees about what we're doing and how we're doing it. And the interesting part is that it's really based on communication and partnerships and just talking to people and bouncing things off of others that are unconventional and just keep rolling as much as you can. Think way outside the box. I mean, way out, anything is possible. And in today's day and age, because of social media, you can test anything. You can see if something will click or work with the community. Um, and as far as getting those resources, you just have to tell people. I mean, there's so many different ways to, you know, get the word out about what you might need, um, what your ideas are and how someone might help you push those along. And even with reading or books, I'm seeing some people in my neighborhood just say, hey, I've got X number of kids books here, but I just, I'll leave them outside. Whoever wants them, grab them. And they go like crazy, um, which is kind of fun. We have little free libraries in the neighborhood. And of course, people leave books on my front porch all the time, thinking that we can take them. Uh, my wife loves that, by the way. But you, can, uh, <laughs> you can always just you know, talk to people in your community. And the funny thing is, and this is something that's important to know about the virus right now, it only lives for about 48 hours on cardboard. So if you should get some books, and it's what we're doing here with the donations we get, we leave them outside for up to a week. And let them sit there and then bring them in. We won't process them until they've had time to actually be left alone for a while. Um, so I would say the same thing about if you're going to do something in your neighborhood, if you're going to ask people for books or trade books, give them a day or two somewhere and let them sit. And then you can, you know, give them out and do what you want to do. But, uh, yeah, it's all about talking to people as with everything else in life. Communication. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough personally for all the help you've given um, over my years, but I mean, more importantly, what you're doing for our whole community right now is just amazing. So we, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And th thank you for being here today. We know you're, you're busy with orders and, and everything. So thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing all like seeing an updated number. Cause I love that stat on your website so you have to update it for us soon okay. <laughs> it's like a month by month play, or okay. play, by play for the quarantine i'll tell kim i like time to get more numbers <laughs> thank you so much mark thank you thank you, thank you. Guys. bye <laughs>